especially if you go to the ER, they like change into a gown due to, you know, blood pressure, that stuff. Uh, so they put me in a room, hooked up the oxygen thing to my finger, and they're like, you need to lay down. You need to lay down on the bed. Lay down on the bed right now. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they put the oxygen on my nose. Next thing I, the nurse leaves the room, and next thing I know, she comes back. And the door's shut, and there's like a, a window. And she grabs a, an inhaler, like an albuterol inhaler. I, I'm actually not sure what type of inhaler it was. She puts her hand in and chucks the, chucks the inhaler at me. Doesn't even doesn't even come in the room and hand it to me. Like she throws it in the room. Overhand or underhand? <laughs> Hard. Right. Okay, overhand. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke, and today we have a little different guest on with us. You know, a lot of people, they, we watch cycling, uh, we talk about it, we, we discuss it, we do the news and commentary. Obviously, things are a little bit more in turmoil and uh, a pandemic. So today we're going to talk to a special person, someone who's gone through this, is still recovering from the COVID-19. Welcome to the show, Tim Wooden. Tim, how are you doing? Great. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, now oh, get, a, we're going to get your word out and your and your whole story. So let, let me just start by asking you, first of all, you've got uh, people that can watch us on YouTube. They can see that you've got the air mask or the, the oxygen going. How are you doing right now? How, how are things going for you right now? So I, I man, I, you know, I it's been challenging. And right now I feel no sickness. I have no symptoms of being sick. Um, other than, as you could see, my sorry, I'm holding my iPad, but I got this uh, wonderful oxygen that uh, you know we don't have a complete understanding of how much damage was done to my lungs. Is it a permanent damage? I, I mean, I did not have this oxygen before I got COVID-19. Um, I was absolutely healthy. I'm a non-smoker. Uh, no diabetes, no pre-existing conditions. Um, so coming to, I'm grateful to be alive today, but I feel uh, okay. And I, I have a tremendous support system around me, which obviously helps me feel better about being on oxygen. So, yeah. So, so the, yeah. let's talk real quick about the, uh, the the oxygen levels, and I'm sure you got tested with all that. What what are you at, or is there a way to understand what that is right now? Yeah. So I monitor my oxygen with a blood oxygen sensor. Um, okay. This just goes on my finger. Yeah. At like so. Um, let's see what I'm at. We'll see together. <laughs> Find 100. out. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Good. So, so for instance, uh, before we started this, um, I I wanted to go sit outside. You know, I haven't really been outside, um, so I am kind of monitoring how long I can go without oxygen on. So I'll take it off and I'll sit on the couch and watch my oxygen uh, drop from say 99 right now if I were to take it off we can see in 15 minutes it'll drop to 84 so I, I'm monitoring intervals of time to to track my healing process 
And, and how has that been you know, going the last few weeks um, on an upward progression or, you know, constantly more time that you're, you're doing better or is it kind of a stalemate or how is that? Yeah, it, it's definitely getting better. Uh, the intervals are getting longer. So my oxygen is staying up higher um, for longer intervals. So that, that's positive and that, that's definitely uh, showing signs of improvement. So that's, encouraging good so let's let's talk a little bit about kind of how this whole thing came about for you um let's start with where do you uh where do you live uh so we give some context to that and then what do you do for a living that may have put you in a pool to to even contract this if that was part of the case sure yeah absolutely um dude i don't know if this is going to mess it up but since i'm holding the ipad i'm going to put it on the stand Perfect. so i can set it down so it's not so shaky that's okay. Yeah, less so, Blair Witch yeah. production. Yeah. yeah. This is why. <laughs> we accommodate all uh, here. All right. Busting the Santa Sorry. Cruz hat. Yeah, so I'm going to put what hair I have left there. Okay. And we'll blame, that's trying on, to, that's a uh, co- copy. That's COVID-19 problems, uh, right? So, so once you actually are confirmed COVID-19, then, like I say, you become, you can call it the vid. The, it's just the VID. The VID. So in reverence to emails and people I'm talking to, once, once you've had it, you know, you earn, like, it's your stripes. So you can become the right. vid. Right. My name's Tim Wooden, 42. I'm from San Jose, California. Uh, I am a mechanical engineer. I am focused on semiconductor. I'm in the semiconductor industry. Um, so everything I do uh, revolves around tech. And I spend my days at tech companies. So I do feel that that put me into a little bit of a higher risk category just due to the fact that Everybody I'm around all the time is global travelers. We travel quite often uh, in the States, around the globe. Um, so I, I, I did feel that that put me at a little higher risk. I, I think one of the, the oddest, the craziest things about this is that I still do not know a single person that has been confirmed, no. nor... Do I know a single person that's sick at all? So that is quite alarming. Were you doing any traveling prior to, to coming down with this? So so I I had not been traveling myself, but, uh, you know, we have a factory in Shuzhou, uh, China, okay. that we've, we've been accepting deliveries from. Um, but we've been wiping them down. Still. I mean, we, I think... I, I believe everybody out there had been taking all the pro- appropriate precautions anywhere I was visiting um, or custo- I spent a lot of time at customer sites. Okay. Um, you know, and I just, just for reference, I, I think any, uh, I, I don't want to name the exact companies, but uh, if you have a smartphone, then you know what companies I'm hanging out at. Or if you use a computer, then you know what companies I'm hanging out at. Um, and that is eight hours of my day 
um, that I'm usually out in the field uh, and I come home and you know I work on email till later in the evening so it, it's not like I'm out hanging out at bars or out shopping where I'm exposed to a lot of people like I, literally I, I go to work uh, come home and that's pretty much what my days consist of so so catching it was quite alarming um, to say the least just due to the fact that uh, there had been no real confirmations and here in Santa Clara County at the time uh, that I got sick I, I fell ill on March 2nd um, and I just I felt tired and you know we just typical like if you're getting a cold or something you just kind of feel off yeah 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 uh, so that's that's actually how this started for me uh, on March 2nd and um, I, it was just uh, at the time we had that Friday the Friday before I remember they, they released uh, we, had, we had like 18 cases or something something really low right and it was like we the news was reporting the first case of communal spread and I remember watching the news like, oh, well, that's, that's a little alarming. But, I mean, it was nothing, nothing that I thought the following Monday was going to be inside me, you know. So, um, so that, that's a little bit about how. So, so March 2nd. So this has been an ongoing issue. So how long was it until you actually went in to, to get checked out? Because I know you went to the hospital. So. First of all, you started to feel somewhat, and, and let me ask you this, as um, you said, no one else that you know of has got it. Wife, kids, no one else um, still? Correct. And I, you know, I so I, I don't, the way that Tyler and I connected was because our wives uh, went to high school. I actually know right. Tyler's wife as well, uh, Gina. I, I know that this is the reason that Tyler and I kind of bumped into each other, but uh, I am. I'm married. Um, we have three children. We have a 22-year-old daughter, an 18-year-old son, and a 13-year-old daughter who has severe asthma. And if she gets a cold, then it's detrimental. I mean, it's she's had breathing problems her whole life, which is, kind of plays into March 2nd. So March 2nd, I start to feel not well, uh, cold. Um, I, I just felt under the weather. March 3rd, um, started running a, a, a fever, but I guess I don't consider it a fever unless it's over uh, 100 or 100, uh, if your temperature is 100. And my temperature was on March 3rd, 99 to 100. Um, and I started just to have a sore throat, no cough, nothing like that. Um, March 4th, uh, I developed a fever of 102 that lasted for seven days. And I, w I was not able to break that fever, um, whether I took Advil and Tylenol, stacked the medicines together. And that was something that I had never experienced before, to not be able to break a fever. And this whole time, uh, I had the chills incredibly bad. 
um, still, I never, never, I never developed a cough. I still don't have a cough. I've, I've never developed a cough during any of this. Um, or just the, the fever, the chills, not being able to break the fever. I, I had an incredibly bad headache. Um, it felt like somebody was hanging on my eardrums. It was very, just an odd feeling. I've, I've never had an ear infection in my life, so that was that was a little crazy. And I had really bad dizziness, and I figured that the dizziness was related to my ear. So, right, March fourth, I March fifth, um, two days in, into the fever, uh, I emailed my doctor. And when upon emailing my doctor, he said, "Well, you know, I don't know, maybe you got a touch of the flu or." You know, the strep throat, I'm not really sure that you have, you know, anybody that has it, COVID, you know, and it was really like, I don't, I don't think you have this COVID at all. Don't worry about it. But he put me, he prescribed me Tamiflu and uh, another antibiotic to start taking, uh, the following day, I still had the fever. Um, I went to the ER uh, because I was, this is this is the third day did of you, having the straight fever. Did you think that maybe you had? I mean, you had obviously questioned your, with your doctor. That uh, did you think that maybe this was just uh, too odd that this was you actually had COVID, or was it just like, hey, look, I'm just not feeling well enough. I'm just going to go to the hospital, or or a combo of let's just make sure. So I, I, at this point, I, I once the fever started, I'd start self isolating because mm-hmm. my because of my daughter, our thirteen year old. Um, you know, it was just uh, a, like there was just no question in my mind. It just didn't matter. You know, I just was like, I, there's too much. I felt like it was I'm high risk. Yeah. My feeling all along was that I was high risk due to being exposed to so many different people that travel from your the globe job and correct and i think that um after i went to the er the third the third day of the fever and this is the day that i was just like shit I, you're I fine shit. so yeah um, you're fine I, I, so i so after the er I went in there and i i sat there i waited and doctor came in and they were really nonchalant i thought it was quite odd the doctor came in and he said you know i don't know i mean maybe you have it we'll test you for influenza but you know we don't have tests for covid so i don't know i mean we don't if we'll test you for influenza we'll test you for strep and if you don't have if those come back negative then i'm gonna say you probably have it but I, I don't know. I really don't know. So, so it's more of a, of a test of elimination of, look, you've got all the symptoms for these other things, but if we can't confirm that that's actually the case, we're going to assume uh, COVID. Did you actually get tested for COVID at some point? Uh, so Maybe so I'm jumping, the, quite, jumping your story here a little. No, I, but I, I think this is, at least I get to lay out the story. Yeah. Because when I get to day 15 you're gonna see the frustration and how right okay without my wife advocating i probably i probably wouldn't be here doing this interview gotcha um it's rough so 
it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And I think, uh, so I go into the ER, sorry, um, yeah. ER, and the doctor's fairly nonchalant. They test me for strep, test me for uh, strep and influenzas, all the influenzas. And during this time, they he says, well, I, you know, it's, it had already been 72 hours. I don't know why your doctor put you on Tamiflu. You could probably stop taking it. Um, and I had to, I, I left the ER thinking like, how long were you in the oh, ER? Damn. Uh, the first, probably five hours, five hours. I mean, a normal, like incredibly long Bunch ER of- visit. And oddly this day, the, the third day when I went out to the ER, like when I went out into the world, like I, I kind of felt like a little better. I don't know how to describe it. I, you know, I kind of felt like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I am getting over it. Uh, and then I sent my doctor an email after I went to the ER and he's like, no, continue the Tamiflu. You know, it's kind of like this internal doctor politics. Um, so I continued the uh, the Tamiflu that Friday uh, my fever went up to 103 this is the, the next day after uh, the ER so you went to the doctor. ER 5 hours or so they discharge you give you some meds or whatever to do and, and you go home actually told me to stop taking one of the meds that the doctor prescribed me and go home which one uh, was that the Tamiflu which is you know they give you for the flu yeah. it's an influenza but apparently you have to start taking it within the first 72 hours of symptoms or it's not effective. Or, but I guess every, each doctor has an opinion on that. And my doctors have the opinion that uh, it seem, seems to help. So, I, And I, I, I trust my doctor. I, I, I really I, I should have started off by saying that my doctor is, is a, a good man. He's uh, always been really responsive and, I mean, really treats me fairly and I feel like he's a real patient advocate and a, a good guy and uh, so that Friday I emailed him and I said doc I mean I something is not right and like this is just not normal like I feel it in my body like something's different and he said well okay I'll present your case to the CDC uh, and we'll see if we can get you tested for coronavirus because Apparently, at this time, there's this big, long process uh, protocol they got to follow to get a patient tested. Which is uh, celebrity, MBA stars, <laughs> some of these things, right? And you, you're you not one of those. I did not fall under that. I am a celebrity, just in <laughs> case you guys don't know my face. I mean, okay, in my house, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> well, that's uh, better my, than my, my house. I'm not a celebrity here. <laughs> <laughs> my kids, you know, they... They spend my money like I'm a celebrity. Well, that that's true. Yeah, I get that part. So, uh, but no, that didn't qualify me for a COVID test. Um, on on Friday, the shoot, I, I don't have the exact date, but five days into the, the sickness. Uh, so he said, I'm going to present your case. Saturday, high fever, uh, chills all day. Sunday, high fever, chills, and so it's like a week now still. Yeah. And it's not, not dropping below a hundred at, at mm. any point during this time. So, uh, you know, and 
for me, the worst part just felt like the chills. Like I felt like the chills were overwhelming. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure everybody's human reaction when they get a fever, the chills are obviously miserable. Right. I heard and, today, and I'm, I don't know if I necessarily believe the story, but um, Andrew Cuomo, his brother, Chris Cuomo, I guess he has it. Chris. And he said yeah, that he that. chipped the tooth, <laughs> chipped the tooth from chattering his teeth. Yes, yeah, I, I did see that, but I have a cracked tooth. From that, I, I, I don't know. Oh, oh it, wow, it's cracked. Oh, so uh, there is a possibility. I, I had seen that before. He said that today, but I did see his interview today, and um, I was like, "Well, that's odd." Yeah, you know, that's some extreme. So, so it's been so about a week now. Been about a week, and this whole time I am not really eating you know i and now i got hindsight 2020 obviously but like my my wife would say what do you want and i was like i don't nothing i'm not hungry but uh how about mcdonald's soft serve ice cream because hey, mcdonald's is it's good not really great for a lot of stuff but soft serve right. they nail right yeah. like right. They, totally agree they hit it out the park with their soft serve and so I, uh, when she brought it home to me and I took a bite and I was, it was miserable. It was, and I, I just didn't make, I, at the time I just was like, I'm sick, obviously nothing tastes good. And just, that's just whatever. Uh, so, but there's going to be a point to that. So <laughs> following, <laughs> following up the, so the Monday after, uh, my, doctor email or called me and said hey i presented your case that they won't do it they said you're not high risk enough and i was like oh okay uh so i'm running 102 fever 101 102 on that monday um developed incredible i i mean the headache that i i was about to go to the hospital for because my head hurt so bad like i had a brain aneurysm or something as yeah the, i think the headache had progressed that just the chills and I, I i was exhausted i literally i mentally i was frustrated at this point because i know i have it at this point like i know internally i have it and i'm telling gloria my wife uh, and have I you have got the speak. results back for all the other um you know other so, uh, testing so yeah so sorry about that yeah they, they came back that monday negative Okay. And so when that came back yeah. negative, I was just like, okay, I got it. Like, just lock me in the room and I'm just going to lay here till it's over. You know, like, and Gloria's like, you don't got it. You don't have it. And I'm like, well, everything else came back negative. Like, I have it. Like, it, it's just different. This is just different. And uh, so, Tuesday, just generally shitty, and I'm like, my doctor called me again Tuesday. Said, "How you feeling?" I was like, "Dude, yeah, the same as yesterday." I mean, it's not; it's just not getting better. Doc, I don't know what to say. It's not, and he's like, "Well, let me let me present your case to the CDC, and can I say that you had contact with somebody from Yoshizo Point in China?" And I was like, "Doc, do yeah. whatever you gotta do. Do do whatever you gotta do. I mean, if you 
I don't, I mean, I, I haven't had any direct contact for reference, but do whatever you got to do if you feel like, sure. Uh, and just, and that's just because he knows I travel the globe a lot. I'm in Asia a lot. Like, so this, he just knows. I'm, this is just part of that doctor relationship that I, I was discussing. So, um, uh, I said, yeah, do whatever you got to do. And he got back to me Tuesday night. Yeah, sorry, man. They rejected it again. And I'm like, okay, we'll just, okay, stop trying. Like, I'm just going to hang out and be sick. And like, there's nothing else we can do. I don't know. What, there's no point to keep trying. Like, thank you so much for the effort. That's uh, just let it go. And so, so Tuesday, same thing, 100, 101 is after a call. And Wednesday morning, he calls me and he says, Hey, uh, I have an idea. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, okay, what is it? <laughs> and he's like, can we get a chest x-ray? And I'm like, doc, you know, I'm not, I'm not coughing. Like, I'm, but okay. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. I went down to get a chest x-ray. Um, came back. Um, this is Wednesday. Wednesday morning, I had the chest x-ray. Wednesday evening, uh, my doctor says, yeah, we're going to get you tested. Hmm. And I was like, what? All right. Well, great. What is it? What I, okay, what happened? Like maybe what changed? Like yeah, what was in the chest X-ray that, that so yeah, so so my uh, I obviously was concerned. Like <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> what do you mean? Like we tried all, like you lied that I was in contact with somebody from China and it didn't work. Like all of a sudden you take a picture of my lungs and we're good to go. Like. And he said, yeah, so I looked at your chest x-ray and other doctors looked at it and it had, it looks like shattered glass. Your lungs look like shattered glass. And I, I don't, I, I kind of looked it up to try and find some images. Um, you know, I hope to be able to take pictures and post it at a later point of uh, before and after, you know, mm -hmm. just for reference. Um, do you have your, 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 do you have an example of, of what it was when the, that the doctor took? Did you get pictures of that? Not yet. Okay. So I, I, I have not been allowed back at the hospital. That would make sense. Um, just so, and, and this whole time I'm, we're quarantined, right? So this whole first week, I'm, my kids are not, I am. Um, yeah. So during so this, during this, during this time period, uh, at this point, um, I don't think we had been, you know, fully shut down. And matter of fact, I know, cause when, when we found out of the news yeah, from we your wife, not. um, you know, I was still going to work. Kids are still going to school. So you're just kind of locked down a little bit more than normal because of how you're feeling. But is your family taking extra precautions too? Uh, you know, I couldn't, I can't give you, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you're a little no, out of it. I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to say no because. I, I firmly believe that nobody thought I had this. I mean, I don't. I, dad's like, just, again, dad's just, just being a wuss. Cases. And yeah, absolutely. Dad's being a, a wuss. And, you know, there's not a lot of cases. It's not like today where New York has 30,000. Right, right. 
Like there was nothing to say. You were probably ta- uh, first 100 or so in the state. I was. No, I'm number 75. In okay, so 75. Country. You're you're not so quite 100. I, yeah, I'm gonna get that tattooed on my neck. <laughs> so I or your chest. <laughs> yeah, number 75. Uh, I'm actually gonna get to you. This is how I became number 75. Uh, I. Um, Wednesday night says yes you're going to get tested I'm going to call you in the morning with details on how to get tested I said okay sounds good Thursday morning he calls me he says so they're trying this new system and I was like okay sure Uh, whatever he's like it's a drive up system so you drive up and they're gonna, you're going to pull up to a tent and they're going to do it in the car. And I was like, this is before anybody mentioned drive up. I was the first drive up test. So I was number one at something. <laughs> so I was the very first drive up test. So my wife and I pull up. Uh, we pull up to this uh, tent and I go to roll down my window. And the lady says, no, you don't roll down your window. And she my wife has the world on her. She's driving. So they're like, can we have your card and ID? And, and this is at the hospital? Like this basket. Yeah, this is a, in a parking lot near the hospital. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like McDonald's. Some evacuation tent. And uh, so I give them my card. They walk up to me, roll down my window. They're like, okay, don't cough. And they grab, don't cough on me is what I remember her saying. And as she put the swab to, around the back of my throat and then in both sinuses to the back of my throat, which naturally, I don't know why anybody would try this and I don't recommend it, but it makes you cough, right? So I have a nurse telling me, don't cough on me, but she's like reaching, I mean, like arm length trying to stay away from me. It feels like I'm going to have a bloody nose. It feels like my nose is broke. Like she, after she's done, was she like masked up or anything? Like, or, uh, you know, I believe so. I had so many people take care of me at this point or today. So many people have taken care of me during this process that have been fully clothed and, I mean, suited up, hazmat. Gotcha. I, I, I don't actually recall. I'm, I'm pretty sure she probably had safety precautions, like a mask. And, and she is standing outside of the car like arms length away, like reaching, like aiming. But she has to physically shove this thing up your nose. Correct. Okay. But she's doing it from the side, not like, you don't have face on here. It's just like sideways, like trying to don't cough on me, like don't breathe on me. So we get it done and uh, Thursday is still running the fever, go home or before we leave, they say, all right, you'll get the results in three to five days. And I was like, three to five days? That seems ridiculous, but okay. Awesome. Uh, and I, I was not happy during this time. Like uh, Today, as I'm retelling this story, I may sound more happy about it, but I was quite ill. Um, so Thursday, we come back home, still running the fever 101 102 
not going away. Uh, Friday, uh, Friday, my fever actually dropped down to 100. I, I was able to get it down to 100 at one point. And this time, still no cough. I, ha I have no cough. Uh, only thing that bothered me on my lungs is if I took a, a deep breath, um, there would be some, some pain. Um, like when you get sick, I, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Was there any shortness of breath? Over. Or you know any any so, kind of breathing problems did you did you notice? So I I was so sick that I did not really get up and walk around and laying in bed I did not notice any okay. breathing issues I did not have any shortness of breath. When you had when the doctors when the doctor said it looked like shattered glass did he give you any kind of recommendations about your respiratory system of anything to do or is or did he? Um, once again, it's just kind of like well we'll we'll get tested and just kind of wait this thing out. Uh, no, yes. Uh, wait, get tested. Let's see what see what happens. Okay. I, I mean, I re I really firmly believe that we do not have a, a substantial understanding of what this virus uh, involves, and because it affects everybody so differently. Right. And it, I I think that's probably the scariest point, and and we're just so ill prepared to handle something like this at this time um so i i think that's the frustrating point and it's kind of why i'm, I'm grateful that you you're allowing me to get on your podcast here and yeah. tell my story just because as, as you're going to find out here shortly that how serious this is if if the oxygen is not an indicator of how serious this is um it 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 it's pretty terrifying. So this is Thursday. I got tested. Um, Friday, I, my fever was able to come down to a uh, hundred, or I, I was able to start getting it down. And um, but during the, these last couple of days, like Wednesday through Saturday, um, I started noticing that. I was becoming more dizzy. So um, at first it was when I was sitting up, like I was still trying to drink coffee because I thought my headache was so bad because I wasn't drinking caffeine, like a caffeine withdrawal headache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would sit up and I would get this like, like I'm going to fall over. Like it was insane, like vertigo. And uh, at first it was only happening sitting up and then – it started happening when I was laying down and I was just like, oh, okay, what, I don't know. It is what it, I, I don't know what, there's nothing I could do about it. Right. Like it just sucks. Uh, so Saturday comes around, same thing. I'm laying in bed in the morning and my, I, I guess I'm not, not sure how Gloria had my phone, but or, or she came upstairs and said, Hey, it looks like you missed, a couple calls from the hospital can I call him back and I was like I no like I for what like you're gonna sit online on the phone for three hours like for what like I have it like I already know I have it. like what do you need them to tell you like that I have it I I already know I have it and she's like well can I just call him I'm like no no I I don't I'm not going to sit on the phone. Like I'm sick. I'm just going to lay here. 
And next next thing I know, I, I think it's, she's waking me up saying, the nurse is on the phone. Can you tell her that I could talk to her? And the nurse comes on and says, hey, is it all right if I talk to your wife? And I'm like, I, yeah, it's all right if you talk to my wife. I don't, what do you, of course. Like, I don't know what the question is. Like, and she says, okay. And I, I, I think I fell back asleep for a few minutes. I'm not sure the time frame of this, but it, it's a long time. Like she, she did wait on the phone for about like three and a half hours. Oh, wow. Till, till she finally talks to the advice nurse after she says, she woke me up and said, you have it. Your test came back positive. And I kind of woke up to that. Like I, like that was a alarming. Right? So you, like, you, you've been saying this whole time. I know I have it. You just told her, I know I have it. But yet when you hear it, it kind of jars you. Yeah, for sure. And I was just like, fuck, this is not good. Like, um, I don't know what's, you know, like I'm trying to retrack. I want to make sure that I am away from my daughter, the youngest with the breathing, the respiratory issues. Yeah. So she, her name's L. So she, that, that was probably, I would, I think I, I told my wife I'd rather die than her to have to go through some shit like this or my kids or any of my other kids. Um, my other two kids do not have the same breathing issues, the asthma stuff. Though. So um, they say, yeah, you got it. Um, the advice nurse comes on and says she wants to talk to me. And her first question to me is, how do you feel? And uh, my first answer to her was, look at my chart. <laughs> I, I've talked to somebody every day. Yeah, I'm miserable. I'm not sure what your question is. She said, how do you feel? And I said, again, I'm miserable. I don't know what your question is. Like, my chart should show that we've talked to a doctor every day. It's miserable. I have a fever. She's like, well, can you explain your symptoms? I explain the headache, fever, dizzy. I take a deep breath. It hurts. Um, and she said, you have to come to the ER. And I said, fuck no. I'm not going to the ER. That is absolutely not doing that why am i going to go sit in the er right now i'm laying in bed why am i going to go sit in the er for eight hours for you to, to tell me there's no answer when it's like, been there's no it's been two weeks now right right yeah correct. we're grown day so this is 315 or 314 314 315 so it, we're, we're two weeks into it yeah and I'm saying, well, why am I going to go to the ER and sit in a and wait in a lobby with a bunch of sick people when I'm laying in bed already, right? Like for you, for the doctors to tell me, like there's no medicine to treat coronavirus. Like there's nothing you're going to give me today that's going to make me better. And I didn't know I had a lung issue. So that's probably the scariest part. And I say, no, I'm not going to go. And my wife says, yeah, maybe we should go. And she, so usually I'm the one that wants to go to the doctor. And she's the one that's like, you know, she's the voice of reason. And I'm like, okay. So she's like, yeah, I think we should go. I'm like, okay. 
And the nurse starts talking about, well, when you get here, you know, there's a, we're going to have to, you're going to have to park outside and honk when you get outside. Um, and, you know, we'll come out and get you. And at this point, I'm like, okay, great. We'll, I'll, we'll head over there. So we get in the car and we're driving on the way over there. And I'm thinking, how are they going to hear us? This, this is a hospital with cinder block walls. Right. Like, like, how are they going to hear our horn? Like, this sounds like a sham. Like, I don't, I, I don't really believe they're going to just come out with a chariot and just bring me into the ER quickly. Like, so uh, we we get there and there's, I can see at the opposite side of the entrance, there was like a, a tent set up on the outside. But we get there and honk and some people look down at us like, what are we honking at? And I'm waving like, it's me. It's Tim. Now I'm, a, now I'm a celebrity. It, yeah. <laughs> and nobody comes over. And then I was like, what? I looked at my wife like, what are we? What are we? Okay. Honk again. And she honks again. And I, I put my hand out the window this time. I'm like, hey, yeah, it's me. And then somebody walks up. Um one of the nurses walks up and I was about to roll down my window. She's like, don't roll down your window. Do not roll down your window. I'm like, okay. And she walks around to my wife's side of the car and she's like, okay, wait right here. We're going to get the room set up. We're going to go bring them in and wheel them in. And, and I was like, okay. Like they did what they said. So we're sitting in the car waiting for them to come back. Uh, and I think, we're, we're an hour and 15 minutes now. I'm waiting in the car. Mm. And at this point, we're still waiting. Been in the front of the hospital for an hour and 15 minutes. And I look at my wife. I'm like, let's go home. This is crazy. Like, what are we doing? We're sitting outside in the car. I'm not even close, like, inside the hospital. Like, I'm in the car, out front in a parking lot. Like, I could have been in bed. I was like, let's go. And... Uh, so two minutes later somebody comes up and says alright we're going to take you into the room and um, so they tell my wife they said well if you come in the room you can't leave if you leave even to go to the bathroom you ha you'll have to stay out you're not going to be able to come in and out and I told her I just looked at her I said yeah you go home take care of the kids and I'll call you later um don't worry. I'll call you to come pick me up. Um, then they wheel me into the ER, which is, it's, it's kind of a blur. I actually don't remember. There's some portions that I don't remember. Like when I started to sit up, like maybe I was just not getting enough oxygen to capture a memory, which is kind of odd, but uh, weird. Uh, so they take me into the to the room, and when I go in the room, you know, you usually if you go to the ER, they like change into a gown due to you know blood pressure that stuff. Uh, so they put me in a room, hooked up the oxygen thing to my finger, and they're like, "You need to lay down. You need to lay down on the bed. Lay down on the bed right now." And I was like, oh, "Okay." 
And then I put the oxygen on my nose. Next thing I, the nurse leaves the room. And next thing I know, she comes back. And the door's shut. And there's like a, a window. And she grabs a, an inhaler, like an albuterol inhaler. I, I'm actually not sure what type of inhaler it was. She puts her hand in and chucks that chucks the inhaler at me. Doesn't even doesn't even come in the room and hand it to me. Like she throws it in the room. Overhand or underhand? What's it? <laughs> hard. Uh, okay, overhand. <laughs> it was, and it, it doesn't even land on me. It lands in the corner of the room, and she's like, "Grab that, grab, grab that." And I was like, "What do you mean?" Like I'm talking to her through a window. She's like, "Use it like that." I was like. Use what? Use what? And she's like, "Grab, it. go grab the inhaler." I was like, "Why couldn't you walk in the room and give it to me?" <laughs> I don't right. understand what's going on right now. Like, all this is so like my heart's pounding, right? Like I'm terrified. Like, like what is going on? Like now she won't even come in. I've never had somebody chuck something at me and ask me to take it. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, I did not pick it up. Uh, I did not use the inhaler, just FYI, because it was in the corner of the room and I wasn't getting out of the bed. To You're just go too get weak it. for that? You're just not going to make yeah, the move? I just, yeah. And I, so uh, I, I'm not sure how much time had passed, but then uh, next time somebody came in, was in full like hazmat. Uh, I think, I believe two people came in. It was the doctor and the nurse, and they do the blood pressure, and the doctor's like, so your oxygen's really low. We need to get it up. We need to get your oxygen, your pulse ox up. Uh, so I'm going to have to admit you to the hospital. And, you know, if I can't get it up within the next couple hours, I'm going to have to put you on a ventilator. And I was like, this is when I'm just like, this is before it was like all over the news, right? Like the, right, right. now most people are pretty familiar with ventilators. Yeah. When, when she's telling me this, this is all incredibly new and i'm just like fucking freaked out did you know uh, like, like when at that time did you know what your oxygen levels were and and did you have any idea of what they should be as an example i i so i did not um i was told later that when uh i came in my oxygen my pulse ox was 77 um which your organs start to shut down under 80 oh wow so um, a typical person, average, good health. I mean, most people, uh, your pulse ox range from 95 to 100% without oxygen. So, um, and mine, mine normally, every time I've been to a doctor for a checkup for anything, it's always been 98, 99, always. Uh, so, uh, I did not know how serious it was when I when I got there. Um, when the doctor's telling me I need that she may have to put me on a ventilator and that she's going to have to get my oxygen up, I it was just, um, yeah, I, I don't, it was just terror, it was, it, it was terror because I, I was very fearful at this point, like, oh wow, this is really serious, serious. like it went from like two weeks of being miserable super frustrated to like oh shit am i gonna die tonight right like i 
can I have my phone so that I could call my wife and can I talk to my kids before you put me on the ventilator? You know, like, I, am I going to have an opportunity to talk to them before any of this happens? Uh, and they handed me my phone and my phone had, had I believe the battery had died. Oh, of course. Uh, I don't, I don't know ex- clearly, um, but I know when they transferred me up to the room, they tra- put my phone on a charger or gave me a charger. Mm. They had a spare charger. That was nice of them. Yeah. yeah very, very, uh, uh, very kind. Mm. Um, so as they put the oxygen on my, my oxygen levels did start to return upward. Um, so it went from 77 to when they put this on, it was, it went up to 85, uh, and then they put, gave me a breathing treatment after the doctor came in and uh, it went up to 90. And that's when the doctor had come in and said, Hey, you know, this is, that's, we're going to have to keep you. Uh, if I can't keep your oxygen up, I'm going to have to put you on a ventilator. Uh, and I guess kind of the weird part or what I, I, I don't, this is one of the most memorable portions of it for me was, so when they transferred me upstairs from the ER, uh, it's like a seven story hospital. Um, they said, okay, we're going to take you to your room, lay flat. And they put me on this, on my bed, they put the bed flat and they're like, we have to cover you completely. And I was like, okay, like a couple more warm blankets. Awesome. Like, can, can you make them warm blankets? And she says, uh, uh, we have to cover you all of you, your head too. So they put this white sheet over me. Oh so they're wheeling me through the halls. Like you're a dead person. Like a dead, yeah, like I'm a dead body. And I'm just thinking like awake under there. Like, I wonder what people think right now. Like, Wiggle your toe and they're like, no, no. I did like the fake boner thing with oh. my hand. <laughs> you know, just messing around. Fake. I like and, how you said fake. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that story. Oh, my, my oxygen levels were not high enough for... <laughs> Did you when they when they put that on they did the breathing treatment and your oxygen level started coming up did you feel any different like oh um maybe the, I could tell now where I had been suffering or or was it just nothing to that uh, I was pretty fearful you know I, I was actually crying uh, because I yeah I just didn't have anybody to talk to I didn't know what was going to happen right. I couldn't get a hold of my wife I didn't know if they were going to put me on this ventilator uh, so I started writing uh, notes so uh, with a boner uh, <laughs> fake boner oh fake sorry um but yeah no I, so they took me up to the room and the next day uh, Gloria was able to come to the hospital so the doctor had been talking to her and I didn't know I guess my phone was charged so I, I was <laughs> texting with her at that time and I had talked to the kids uh, so the, I went through the night they didn't have to put me on the ventilator which was awesome mm. um, but I'm still in like a negative pressure room where they walk in through there's a, a main door and then they walk in through a side door so that they could decontaminate mm-hmm. so I was able to see Goya through this like tiny little window which was was tough as well you know like it's just a emotionally 
and um, thank goodness I was able to come out of that. And I, I, a couple of days later, they were able to discharge me on oxygen, um, able to get my levels up high enough. Uh, they did try that hydroxychloroquine that everybody's talking about. It had zero effect. Interesting. They, they did not discharge me with a, a uh, with a prescription for that. So uh, they put me on two new antibiotics and discharged me. And uh, then, how how was your fever at this point going? Because you, when you went in, it sounded like you still had a fever. Did it ever come down uh, during so your stint the, in the hospital? So Monday it had dropped. Monday my fever had went away completely. Do you think it was anything um, that was to do with the hospital stay, like anything that they did differently or just, Hey, it had run its course. I, I, I believe it's it, it had run its course. Um, because they weren't giving me anything special except for um, oxygen. Yeah. yeah. And I think it did, did just run its course. And, uh, so I, and then as I get home and I get out of the hospital, obviously I could watch TV, but that's when we went into a lockdown, right? That Friday we yeah. went into a like shelter in place and all of a sudden the world's falling apart. Like Tuesday, the Tuesday I get out of the hospital. It's like, there's no, it's like D day, right? Like it's yeah. quiet outside. <laughs> like there's not nobody going, nobody walking around. I'm like, and then they say you have to quarantine for 14 days. And I'm like, well, you know, I've already quarantined for all these days. They're like, no, from the day you tested positive. And I was like, oh, okay. So from the Saturday that they got my test back, now my me and my family need to be quarantined for 14 days from that Saturday. So then we started an all-new quarantine schedule, right? And my wife's already, while well, I'm in the hospital, she's home cleaning everything, like with the carpets. Oddly, had been cleaned that Friday, the Friday before. We had just had a schedule to have steam cleaning done, not because of sickness. It just worked. It was just a coincidental. But yeah, um, but it I've worked out in our favor. Um, but, you know, she cleaned every portion of the home. And so, the Tuesday I get back, I, I clearly I was still sick because how I could tell, how I could tell now that I was really done with that the virus had left my body or that whatever sickness was over was my smell came back and my taste came back and I didn't realize I had lost it. Like I've used the same soap for seven years. And I took a shower and where I washed my mustache with the soap was so nauseating to me that I couldn't use the soap any longer. Uh, because uh, this is after overwhelming. Yeah. This is, oh, wow. oh, this is like the Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, so my smell starts coming back. Uh, and I remember that they had cooked something in the kitchen it was it just smelt like it was like a new sense to my like the first time I've ever smelt you know it's just this overwhelming like all coming back to me and 
a way that I could tell my taste came back. My taste came back because I asked my wife said, "Do you want something to eat?" And I, I, I said, "Sure." They were they were going to Taco Bell, and sorry, this is a bad river. We don't just eat fast food. Sorry, <laughs> that sounds like all it is here. It's just it's. <laughs> and, uh, so, she said, "Do you want something from Taco Bell?" I was like, uh, "All right, let me try a bean burrito." You know, like just bean cheese. I'll I'll take that. And, and she gives me this bean and cheese burrito. It's like the best thing. I, and I've eaten at nice restaurants. Right. I, I've eaten at some of the best places, like highest reviews, you know, Michelin stars. This bean burrito is the best thing I ever had in my life. <laughs> like I savored the bite. Like it was just incredibly delicious. Wow. I was like, what is in this, man? So that's how I could tell that now after reading other people's stories that you definitely lose your smell not not everyone though i mean i'm, I'm yeah. talking in my case right like that i lost my smell and sense of taste sense of smell and taste and so um that that is how i kind of knew that i was over the sicker part of it but i was still i i had an incredibly incredible shortness of breath like uh, you could kind of see our stairs over here mm-hmm. and it's not very long you could actually see my oxygen line running from right. our bedroom uh, i'll take you upstairs to me i would be the worst hide and seek player right. ever right now because you'll find me quickly uh, so um sorry i lost my train of thought low oxygen um have have you been retested at all to see that it, to verify? Or I, I know more tests are coming online. And when you first got it, you had to, you know, basically petition no. the CDC to even get something. But no, no, nothing else. No. So and you know, I, I I think that that's probably the most frustrating part to see. Like, I got I I mean, I, the, the outpouring of support and well wishes and. Have, has been so immense. I mean, literally, incredibly inspiring. The amount of, you know, people that have reached out and offered support to me and my family, and um, it's incredibly frustrating to see that there's not a lot being done differently today. Mm. Like we're still not testing enough. Right. We're still the tests are well behind. So my mom, for instance, yesterday gets tested in uh she lives up there in placer county um and it's a five to seven day result time down here it's three to five days but how how do how are we going to get a comprehensive understanding of the disease and who's infected where when you're not still not testing enough like people still can't be tested without having broken glass or like I, I hear these press conferences where it's they're saying you get you want tested go get tested like it's not that's not the case right and and, and I, I was reading today well a friend sent me a link and I and I didn't have a chance to go over it, but there was a discussion or a text link about uh, a lot of um, either there's some false positives but actually these were negatives that they're coming back where it looks like there's some some problems with the test that are not showing a positive when they should be positive. So, you know, we've got, we've got to work those kinks out still. 
Yeah, I, I actually read a similar article, maybe the same, that, you know, that they are, it's kind of a conundrum as to how, when you're being tested, what a positive person, how many spores they actually have or how many particles or how contaminated they are, which I thought was incredibly odd. Like how contaminated you are, like you could have a little bit of contamination or a lot of contamination. Mm. It's not like what phase of the sickness you're in, but actually how contaminated you are. So it's very strange to read. And I, I I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's incredibly frustrating to be so, so ill prepared. And I, I still feel like we're just getting fed a bunch of BS. And could, could very well, but you just, know, just a, a thought though, if, if there's more positive, I mean, I was trying to look at the bright side, I guess if there's more positives that are not showing us positives, which would mean the actual death rate then would be lower than what's being reported. Right. Cause, uh, more numbers on the denominator, the numerator, I think I yeah. imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for hope here. Um, what, yeah. what about, um, you know, you, you, you mentioned what your, your job does. And just to me, when we had talked the other day, you had said that your, um, your, your business, um, they're kind of doing some transformation to help this whole situation with ventilators and other things. Can you, you want to talk to me about, so, about kind of so, that process? So my company is an incredibly large company. Um, I don't know if I can, uh, I, I'm sure I can promote it. It's, it's totally up to you. I don't, Smith, no so Smith's, S-M-I-T-H-S. Um, I'm, I'm in the Interconnect portion, which falls under Smith's Medical, or uh, Smith's Interconnect and Smith's Medical. We have four, four divisions. Um, my division is focused on semiconductor tests, semiconductor uh, development and fabrication, manufacturing, um, spring probes for a variety of battery, a, a, a huge portfolio. Um, but we also have a detection division, which is what you would see at an airport, the x-ray systems you go through, the bag scanners, uh, gas detectors. Um, but our medical division is also focused on bio, biomedical. Uh, we're doing a an immense amount of medical, but also it happens that we're doing ventilators. Uh, so we are helping facilitate some of the, the ventilator shortage, um, especially in the UK. We're headquartered in the UK. So um, our, that portion is being delivered into the UK um, at, at this time because the UK is also facing the same problem. I know, I know we get to see results here in the u.s um the most but I, it's being everywhere around the globe obviously right. it's being affected right and we're kind of so, seeing the wave come this way you know italy and spain and obviously well, china for what they're reporting yeah and i think the hard part is that you know china state media you just got to kind of take with a grain of salt right uh, you know i i would i i would absolutely add 4x to what was reported i mean i you can see what happened in Italy. Like, right. it, like it ran through Italy like a wildfire here. I mean, that that is is crazy. And you know, I I really hope that that no one else I know has symptoms or uh, 
that if somebody else gets it, it's not as drastic as it was for me. And I am just uh, grateful for the opportunities like this. Thank you, Tyler. I really, really appreciate being able to just come on here and tell my story. No, it's it's you know, fascinating I, for all. I, I just wanted to say real quick too. Um, you know, you're going through the talking about the night you went to the hospital. Um, Gina was on my wife was on uh, like a text thread I think with with your wife and some friends, and she mentioned that oh you know Tim we have to go. I don't know exactly what time she was texting her along this, but the word was looks like you're positive. You're going to ER, and you know. The, kind of had Gina pretty solid and we had been already kind of prepping, for, you know, that's out there in the news. Uh, my wife was very much on the front of this. So we're kind of doing our thing. Um, but it hit home a little bit harder and, you know, me being kind of, I'm like, well, he's one of the first here in California. Maybe ER is just what they do. Maybe you just take them to ER, you kind of isolate because you can hear in all kinds of stories. And then, then you're out a few days later. And, and, you know, the reality is it was, uh, it was, it was much more than, than just, oh, I, cause I, you know, you'd heard, you know, people are dying, but then there's also this couple from Australia that I saw as an example. And they're like, Hey, um, I was tested positive. I had, I wouldn't even known that I had COVID unless I was tested. They were the ones that were on that cruise ship. So there's obviously very big variances here, but um, yours was, was much more serious. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for that portion as well, because the more people I've talked to, like examples like that, like it was like, Oh shit. Like this is real. Yeah. Like this is, and more precautions were put into place. Like um, I, I've heard many examples of, people that were you know that had to be quarantined because my kids uh they just took it more seriously or they implemented something at their their job that required them to just be clean after every every single encounter like my my daughter's boyfriend works here and they were actually in florida on a cruise when i got sick so they came home. I didn't. I didn't realize they had came home. I was so sick, um, but they, they came home. And so he's a manager at Target, and he was told that he obviously he had to quarantine because he's here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that he was the first one in Northern California, first Target employee in Northern California that had to quarantine. So I, I, I'm sure. You know, along with re these real cases, I'm sure you again have people that are also saying falsely just to be off work for 14 days. Right, right, right. right. So it messes. It's really challenging. Like for him, like I, they want a doctor's note from my doctor so that to to cover the pay. And I'm like, my doctor is swamped treating patients. He didn't give me a note. Like, <laughs> why don't you want me? Why don't you just give him a note? That's what I was like. You want me to just go over there with you, man? Like, I'll just say, hey. And yeah, it's so. I mean, I see. It's just a, a multi-facet of challenges that that we face, and I, you know, I. It's really incredible and i think it's also tragic to read stories that are exactly exactly like mine except 
I'm reading it from the survivor's perspective, right? Instead of an obituary type. From the wife that took her husband and he didn't come out. Right. Like everything's identical up to that point or the husband that took their wife and she didn't come out. They didn't get to talk to her. They talked to her through FaceTime. And it's, man, I, 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 I don't know if I've used the word grateful so much um, over my life that I, than I have the last couple of weeks, but I, 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 I really, I, it's hard to find another word to, it's, it's been a great example for my kids as well mm. to see, because I live my life and we, we teach our kids that you treat people with respect and even if somebody's being negative to you then you do not respond in negative negativity like we treat people with kindness and if we don't have anything nice to say then it just doesn't need to be said and and it's hard to live that way right like sure. especially in this yeah. time like i see you're not on twitter is that what you're saying right <laughs> like, like it, it's but it's something that that we set an example for right this is how we live our life and we are at like to the point where i won't honk at people in my car because if i get honked at i feel like it's really offensive like i have to block my goy from honking like I, if somebody's parked it <laughs> stopped at a red light and taken a few extra seconds like i don't honk because it's not going to get me there faster. Like it just doesn't matter. Like I don't. Well, to if you do honk that. and they move, then it does get you there faster. I, I'm, I'm not seeing the. I'm kidding, but yes, I, I see your point. Tyler, we have to end. <laughs> we have to end this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, yeah. So it's just. I, the I think that the point of what I was trying to make is just that my kids have really got to see the outpouring of support from people. Um, and it, it just made me feel good that shit, all this thing that I'm talking about all the time, like people do care. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. there's a lot of good in the world. And like, like look at how many people want to help support us while we're down. Like that is beyond words. It's it's really 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 incredible. How is um, did anybody from your um, where you work has anybody else come down with COVID? Uh, since obviously this kind of you know you you suspect that's where you got it. Um, anybody else within the company? So we have twenty thousand. We have twenty thousand employees. Yeah, across the globe. I was number one in the company, and there has been one other case unconfirmed, possibly. Mm. That's it. Oh, wow. Out of 20,000 people. So uh, I've obviously got a lot of attention. I mean, I yeah. guess professionally, maybe this is going to help move me up the ranks <laughs> now that is it? now that everybody knows my name. Right. Back in England, you know. Um, but no, I think my company has been incredibly supportive. Um, I'm, re- I'm part of a really incredible team. And I... I I can't imagine another another facet of this is the people that don't have support from a company like me, like my company, you know, like to have a financial burden on top of being sick and 
or being furloughed or laid off on top of being sick. Uh, I, I, I just hope that as a survivor, I could give back. And I, I am also still a little frustrated with the follow-up just because, you know, the numbers were so low when I started, like my, that makes me a, a large percentage of data that they could collect. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously the numbers have grown exponentially, but, it, but as a survivor, there's still important data that they could collect from me. Um, you know, I, I would think that they would want to do blood tests and, follow up and i thought the cdc would be much more involved like i was number 75 in the county i don't know what it made me in the state it may have been the whole state because i believe santa Clara county was the first county to have they were they were locked um, down much sooner yeah so um the cdc phone call i I didn't even talk about the cdc the cdc phone call they called me um, from atlanta georgia and i was like okay well this is probably going to be a fairly long call. They're going to want to trace where I've been, how I've been. And they asked me two questions. It was like, do you know anybody with it? Did you come into contact with anybody confirmed? And uh, did you come in contact with anybody confirmed? Or do you know of anybody that is confirmed? Those were the two questions they asked. And that was it. No follow-up. Nothing. So it, as a survivor, as a, I, it's really weird to say survivor. As a recovered um, COVID patient, um, I, I, I don't. I just want to see more done. Like, and I yeah. don't know how much more can be done, right? Like, I'm not saying that they're not trying their hardest. You know, I, I see there's, um, Gloria's cousin works on a project. I know. I don't know how familiar you are with the the new uh, test, the portable test uh, system, the five to 15 minute test result system. So that's, that came out of here in the Valley out of Abbott. uh, Yeah. Abbott. Okay. Yeah. And, and Gloria's cousin's actually working on, that's one of his main projects. So uh, it's kind of. And how is that, is that going to be a, well, I I know there were some companies that were trying to do some at home tests and they kind of got shuttled by the uh, the FDA and such. Uh, but I imagine Abbott's then is where you would have it at the hospital, drive up type of thing, similar. Or do you I, know? I, no, yeah, I don't know. I've only seen what they've talked about, and then I, I've just talked to them on text message. So um, I, I do believe it's a swab test that would be like in a doctor's office where they put the swab in and it'll calculate the information quickly and get back results lightning fast i i still don't know i mean obviously they uh they beelined it through the fda right i I i've never seen the fda react so fast in my life like like what's getting approved by the fda all of a sudden right it's like backlog 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 like anybody that i you know the 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 farm pharma tech company is always saying you know two three four years to to get out you know and all the millions and billions to to do testing and such and it's now i mean Look, there are before. I mean, um, you talk about the grace of people, and and I think this extends not. There's a lot of people out there, my, myself included, um, and I'm not talking giving me credit, but um, uh, where we're just deciding not to go uh, to work. I mean, for me, I try to work online, and the, I'm an attorney, and the courts are closed, so for me, that's just 
kind of puts a stop to it. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, businesses like my idea with my family is we're, we're just done. We're, we're not leaving. We're, we're cutting down all, you know, basically association with kids and their friends because I need to get this done and over. Uh, we need to save lives and we also need to get the, the country and myself back to work. So um, the best I can do with that is to just isolate as best we can for, you know, and hopefully just, uh, you know, nosedive this thing and then uh, get back. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are, they're voluntarily doing this and it's a, uh, it's kind yeah. of a whole world thing right now. So. And if we could get, if we could get more people to do that, whether it's, whether it's 15 days, 21 days, 30 days, like right. what, if we could get that, we could kill the spread, right? Right. Like the, 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 it's drastic, but it's not doing extended harm beyond anybody else, right? Like if everybody does it together, everybody's going through the pain together, right. but we're going to limit the spread. There was, um, you, you talked about CDC and I just say this real quick. Um, I think it was Taiwan, someone, uh, I know North Korea, I'm sorry, North, South Korea. Um, when they were able to, to kind of uh, take it, it was, they, they, someone test positive and it was one guy that kind of had a real big issue. He's at a, a wedding and they went through his contacts and then were able to spread the info to all those contacts and they started doing testing. So they started this, the source and then they move out and you know, it was a little, little much, but for you, that was, uh, two questions. So it's a, it's a little, even so Singapore, right? Like yeah. look at Singapore, Singapore is doing trace contact, like, and they have it locked down. Like, yes, it's a little intrusive, but they can pinpoint these, these, uh, contact points. Right. It, it, and yes, the, the, the actual land mass is much different, right? They're much more condensed populated right. high rises. It's not so sprawling, but that doesn't mean that we we should not be able to do something similar. Like, I think, I, I, I think we just need everybody first to believe that it's, serious right like it's not something to play with whether you're young or older or i had pneumonia before or a cancer survivor or like i i believe that everybody is absolutely has dealt with challenges in their life right like i'm not trying to minimize anything that anybody's done but and for some people it's not so bad and others they're dying and then you have guys like me that or men and women like me that are now wearing this because there's some unknown of what my lung healing is going to be like that is terrifying that is absolutely terrifying to think that i mean i and for reverence we didn't talk about i i still have not walked over like 400 yards Mm -hmm. like in total because you know, I, I'm definitely still short of breath when I think I'm able to sit up and talk. And this is a huge step forward. Yesterday was the first day that I was able to work for seven hours. And by work, I mean sit right here and work on the computer. But I'm exa- exhausted after. Like the fatigue is insane. Are you getting um, checked up with the, is your doctor still checking in on you or, or getting any kind so of, they, they, so the, the hospital follows me every three days. Okay. Um, I take quite detailed, uh, data. I don't just because 
I'm kind of a data collector. You know, I, I have technology to monitor my heart rate, my oxygen. Right. I mean, the, the oxygen they, they gave me, but monitor my heart rate, monitor um, how I feel. You know, I have an iPad that I do diary logs with. And, you know, I sorry, somebody came to the door, as you could hear. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. We've seen so much action at our front door. Right. Literally, the door hasn't been open. Now I look like I'm spreading disease. Right, I, th- like, I thought you were quarantining. Seriously, like how many times has that door been open during this video? You have to edit that whole. I, I don't know if I put another like, picture of you. Right, yeah, go to right there. Like add like. <laughs> hey, it's it's it's, you it's your background. People walk in the house. Right. Like, like I'm like. <laughs> Are you, are you, are you, are you corn? Are you done with the quarantine? Um, it looks like it oh, obviously yeah. so, with the door action there. So, so yes, we are. Um, we, I, I was off quarantine the 29th. So I quarantined from three, two to three twenty nine. Oh Oh, wow. Nearly a month of quarantine into my bedroom. And it was quite, quite the, the stay, um, but you know, I, I, we we are also limiting. You know, I think the hard part with the kids, especially the older kids, the twenty-two-year-olds and the eighteen-year-olds. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I think probably my thirteen-year-olds more bored than anyone, but um, we're really limiting the amount uh, of how much we're going out, and right. I think it's still another thing that. We didn't discuss. We're gonna to have to break this to like ten episodes. I might have to cut Sorry. this in episode part one and part two. Yeah, I apologize, but it's fine. you know, is the it's a little scary to know to not know whether I'm immune to it now. Do I have a six month immunity? Right. Do I have a two week immunity? Well, that's what I was wondering what about mean? about retesting. You know, to see if, and it will be interesting. I would like to see two types of tests, right? And 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 get these out. Uh, like the Abbott and all these others that we can start multi- everyone testing. And so we can, we can find out, but then testing to see if you've got uh, what is it, the antibodies or, or whatever you can got from this to inoculate yourself going forward. You know, that'd be good to, to some sort of, I, I'm not a, a doctor. Or I anything. agree. So, yeah. And that's, I feel like, like I, I, so I emailed my doctor yesterday cause I'm starting to feel better. I emailed him. I said, Hey doc, I want to give my blood. Like I want, if you can use my plasma right. to help somebody else survive, like I want to do that. Like, where do I go? How do I sign up? Like, nobody's talking to me about this. Like, if if I have antibodies that are fighting the infection, take them, use them, you know, multiply them. I, I, I'm all for it. There's, I'm sure there's someone out there um, working on. Obviously, we need to have someone working on, you know. A vaccine and and something along the lines of what you're talking about. The fact that they're not contacting you, I'm sorry, but um, maybe they'll watch this video and do so. There, there probably are, you know, some people they're they're doing it as well. But that's good that you're at least expressing to your doctor your willingness to 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 help out and to you know get as much of your donation as they as they can get. Uh, you know, data and blood, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, data's got to drive our decisions, right? Like data has to we just can't go on opinions and gut feels no. like we need to we need to be data driven like right. we, we don't do anything at work with 
without data. Like, uh, yeah, we, we try to design new products, but we would never release something to market without well, data. I even heard uh, Dr. Fauci talking about uh, the modeling and that, um, you know, supplying the models with updated data all the time. You know, obviously want to have, you know, models only as good as, as the data you've got in. And the more and more we get, and I think we're, as the U.S., probably doing some of the most extensive, even though it's not enough. It looks like to me we're still at least ramping up our testing to the point that it's it's exceeding other countries at this point. So start using our models and whatever you can do and, and you know, forcing that data in there. I don't, and I don't know about your personal opinion, but my, my personal opinion – Dr. Fauci is brilliant. I feel like have my my own personal opinion is that having Dr. Fauci out there makes me feel safer. Like I, I feel like he he is he talks like it's a job and he's trying to fight it. Right. Like, like I, I, it's really comforting to know that there's somebody like like him out there. And, yeah, I, I have no I have no qualms I, about him. Seems yeah, seems quality. Yeah, yeah, someone agree. might have, you know, I, yeah. I, I talked to a friend of mine who lives in Washington, D.C. Uh, we had a previous podcast that was somewhat cycling and then somewhat kind of this related. And he had been on a conference call early on with uh, the White House because his father-in-law is a big I don't know, hospital guy out there. So he'd been in a conference call um, 16th, I think, of March. So right in the middle of your whole situation. And he had some comfort uh, hearing the the seriousness from, you know, the CDC um, the White House, Dr. Fauci, and all these other um, people. I'm not, I don't think Trump was on the call, just out there. Um, but um, some comfort from the seriousness and the level of, of activity from these people, too. So it goes along with what you're saying. But, you know, we're yeah, a big country, I mean, and it's hard to to nail this thing down. Yeah, and it's it's – I think it's expected but sad to see – that like Louisiana and Michigan like right. popping up and and the only answer we have is oh it looks like a new hotspot after New York right like we've had three weeks of New York right like and it seems like we're still really ill prepared and Louisiana is popping up and like we need to stop going out and we really just need to be. It'll be interesting to see a Florida for each other as humans, right? It'll, you know, because I think that the consensus or the the popular opinion is that Louisiana happened because of Mardi Gras, and so you know, just kind of exploded out of there. Uh, where and it would be interesting to see. I know people uh, um, spring break down in Florida to see if that spreads because of that. And I know a bunch of the kids that were down there, um, you know, have now come positive as well. So I I don't know why the hotspot in in uh, Michigan. I don't know what happened up there, but I, I think I think again we kind of fall under um, global travel, right? Mm. Like yeah. Detroit yeah. has become more and more of a global, even though it was U.S. cars, American cars, right? Like it's the, the heart heartland of American muscle, right. Like, right, right, right. But now there's a lot more Chinese factories that are coming through there and. You're getting a high density of travelers where they've repurposed those factories for Detroit's offered incredible, incredible discounts and a cost per square foot to repurpose some of those factories just to bring back some jobs. Right. right? And it yeah. may not be auto, but it, it, I mean, it's ideal. It's an ideal economic decision. Right. There? Did you it, freeze up? Actually, okay. 
pop up later. Yeah, true. Um, anything no, else? And I, I really want to, I okay. really, I really want to give you a view of the hose that I'm hooked up to okay. just for dynamic, uh, okay. for dynamic effect and yes. the machine. So are you ready for that? I, I'm I, as well as I can, I mean, I'm recording. So yeah. All right. I'm going to switch uh, the view here. Okay. This is kind of like uh, Apollo 13. So this is not my chargers. I apologize. So this is the hose that hooks up to my nose. And I use, it comes down from upstairs. Sorry, I got to make sure I don't trip myself. So I run it over the top of the stairs. Sorry, my, my quarantine room's a little messy. We can cut that part out. I don't know. It runs. Sorry. I got hung up on something. <laughs> don't don't uh don't pull it out of the have you ever seen the movie Airplane? Yeah, of course. When, when the girls uh, on the they're they're transporting her and she's on the plane and and they they get crazy with their music and they knock her uh, her breathing tube out. That's what I'm <laughs> that's what I'm seeing that's going to happen here. Oh wow! So this is my oxygen machine, and it, it goes right next to my bed. So and on this, I have for my portable oxygen bags. I have two portables. One here, one here. These are what I take for when I'm on the road. And those get refilled on this top part. And, sorry, I'm, I'm a little winded. Just from that little walk, you could see. Yeah. I got this bad boy, just in case power goes out. Safe. And then I'm not sure why they gave me this one with wheels. That's for when you start I walking. One, like a purse. I have one, but I wear this one like it goes over my shoulder. So... I don't know, but this is kind of kind of sad. You know, this is my reality. So, and and since they don't know a lot about, um, you know, obviously the situation, but you could probably find out from others. Uh, how long do they expect you to be connected? So, literally, the answer is we have no idea. No idea. Yeah, we're gonna monitor, and I I don't think, and I I, I get it. Like I'm just not a high priority right now because I'm alive. Right. I'm trying to save people's lives. You know, like they're like, all right, we'll get to you when when this calms down a little bit. And I, I understand that. But I wish they could take more data from them. I really wish that I was more of a more help than I than I feel like I am. So well, it's admirable that you're you're you've got that attitude and that you want to be able to help. Um, obviously, maybe that's the somewhat of the scientist or the the engineer in you, um, always looking for that data and 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 solving problems and willing to to do that yourself. None of your family exuding any kind of symptoms whatsoever. No, no. So that's good to hear. And I'm again going to use the word grateful, and yeah. I don't know if that's the proper word, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's definitely been 
uh, a time to reflect. You know, the, the shitty part is it's on, in tragedy that we kind of realize right what 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 we have or what we lost or you know sadly if somebody passes away we realize what we lost and i just don't want to lose perspective on that so you know i want to make sure my kids understand and that they know i love them every day i want my wife to know she's an incredible incredible person uh we've been together shoot i've been so i've been together with my wife longer than i haven't in my life that's impressive we met we met when i was 16 and she was 15 so 42 now i i don't know it's quite a few years but we've been together longer than we haven't and that is uh she's my she's my ride or die like you know she like yesterday we're sitting on the couch right here i look at her she says i want pizza and i was in my head said i want pizza that's what i said in my head see it's just like we got esp pizza taco bell mcdonald's it, oh yeah it, no, it's all coming no, we want broccoli edit re-edit that we want broccoli <laughs> too bad and there's no editing can on you, that part can you edit that no um so any any last words of uh your you know anything you want you missed in the story that you wanted to relay or you know words of caution or just um kind of last uh Tim's closing closing argument here. I just again thank you for giving me the opportunity yeah. to, to tell my story. I think uh, it's a, a little hard to to recreate, but I I really um, appreciate the opportunity and I to anybody out there if I can help you, I think you can. If you want to know more, if there's something that you feel like maybe I didn't talk about, uh, reach out to Tyler. He can connect you to me. Um, I am here to, you know, I'm here to support people, and I, I'll offer anything I can, anything I got to to help somebody else. So um, please just be safe, man. And, Let's limit the amount we're going outside. Let's kill this virus together by not leaving the house. Mm. Sounds like a, I know when, when money gets involved, it gets kind of crazy. But I, I think if there's no people left, then what's the value of money? So <laughs> Yeah, give and take there. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on today and talking about it. And so, yeah, if anybody has any questions for Tim or, you know, we'll, we'll post this up on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel as well. So we can always uh, connect and, and do that there. But once again, really appreciate uh, the, the long conversation, uh, a lot of details in there, a lot of good info and um, everyone be safe. And Tim, once again, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you, man. You're my, hey, you, do you get, you get all handsomed up just for these uh, videos. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, handsome. I, this is natural. I don't, I just take stuff and I put, by the way, haircuts. That's are, good. Haircuts are going to be a problem. Good. Haircuts are going to be a problem because what? I need one and I'm, I don't know how to, to get, so I think I'm going to have to go back to shaving my head. So my barber, she reached out to me and, you know, I told her I was sick and, and she was, I mean, she's the one that's constantly every three days. I hope you're feeling better. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's been like that, but I, Look at my hair, man. I, like, I, I see it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs>